Hey everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com, and we are on the road to WrestleMania, and this is our detour. Say hello, Christina. Hello! So in addition to an episode of the Frugal Snobs podcast this week, we thought we would throw in this outtake or this detour. It's going to be a three-part, shorter episode, basically reviewing the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony, NXT TakeOver Orlando, and WrestleMania 33 from Orlando, Florida. Now, today is Saturday, April 1st. Happy April Fool's Day, everybody. And we're not joking with this episode either. That's right. Today is Saturday, <laughs> April 1st, 2017. And we just took in the first of this three-part episode, and that is the Hall of Fame induction ceremony last night. Before we get to that, though, Christina, we were at our local Total Wine and more today, and you found these little mini bows. They're oh. adorable! Yes, they're little mini strong bow cans that are what, five ounces? 5.1 fluid ounces. 5.1 fluid ounces, around 45 to 5% ABV, and there's basically, they come in a four pack, right, with four yes. flavors? And they were cheap! You got four for a dollar. Yes, a quarter four. for one of these things. That's right, that's pretty cool, actually. So, I'm trying one, Christina's trying one now. The, the flavor I'm trying is a flavor Christina's had before, but she drank it without telling me, <laughs> which is, I, I think, the um, Strombo Honey Apple. Yes, it's a very smooth flavor, in my opinion. 5% ABV, right? Yes, we'll get your take on it. And what are you having? I'm having the new Orange Blossom. And it's a seasonal, right? Yes. And you stocked out at the Total Wine, right? Oh, you... 10, 10 cases, or 10 packs of these little You four... bought 10 four-packs? Yes. You lush. <laughs> Hey, I can. I don't like drinking the twelve ounce bottles. So That's these right. Are perfect. So now, so now when I have a microbrew beer or a regular beer, you can join me. Exactly. And it's springtime, so we should be getting these. All right, everybody. It's beautiful weather outside. Let's go ahead and pop the top on these. Ready? Ah, <sighs> nice the sound. The nice smoke. Yep, has nice smoke on it. It's gonna take a sip. It just bounces right at the opening of the. Ooh. How do you like the honey? That's pretty good. Why mm. do you think I enjoy it? <laughs> Yeah. This would be good if it was really, 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 really ice cold, and it would be nice if it were summertime. So how is your orange blossom? Well, with the orange blossom, I'm going to let people know that it's a 4.5%, and yours is a 5. True, but I'm drinking responsibly. It's only 5 ounces, 5.1 fluid ounces, so it's fine. Hmm. These actually aren't bad for podcast episodes. No, it's just a perfect size. That's right, so basically... Sampler! That's right, it's a sampler! <laughs> So it's not bad. Um, mm -hmm. I would probably enjoy with food or as a standalone, um, at least in at least in my case with the honey apple. Um, it'd actually make a really good mixer. Yeah, it would. I think for like a bellini or something that has fruit in it. Yeah, this one. I, I was just thinking that with this one, this would go good with one of my tropical energy drinks. Tropical energy. Do you drink? take the pineapple one and pour this in with it? It'd be really good. It's like those wine juice boxes. Yes. All right. So I would say on the, <laughs> on the honey apple, I would probably give this a four star snob rating, and on your your orange blossom. I would do about the same, because, I mean, it, it's you can taste the orange. It tastes like an orange juice, like a spiked orange juice. That's also called a screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a makeshift screwdriver. Not quite, but your description was quite fun. It's like it's like a spiked orange juice. I'm like, yeah, but that's also called a screwdriver. So it's a makeshift, makeshift screwdriver. Just out of vodka. All exactly. right. So, let's go ahead and get into uh, this <laughs> first part of this three-part detour episode. And by the way, folks, both episodes of the podcast, both this episode and our actual legit sanctioned episode <laughs> of the Results Podcast, will be dropping more than likely uh, in the early part of next week on Monday, April 3rd. This way we have time to have enjoyed the WrestleMania festivities all weekend, and we're taking a recharge day on Monday. Yes. So, anyway, we have some things coming up, including a Cap City Brewing review on Monday, so stay tuned for that. Um, Hopefully they've gotten better. That's right. So if you're listening to this podcast before the, the the sanctioned episode, do check out the Cap City Brewing Review. It is going to be on the open to the episode this week. All right. So let's go ahead and break down 
uh, the Hall of Fame induction. First of all, it started at 8 o'clock Eastern Time here in the U.S. on the WWE Network. Way too long. Four hours. That was ridiculous. They needed to start it at 7. The, I, I noticed looking at my phone right at the very end, after Kurt Angle's induction speech, it was 11.57 p.m. Eastern. So, I would say, I mean, I think they needed to space it out a bit more. Um, Diamond Dallas Page, who Christina liked, <laughs> his induction speech, um, what, I think you said 40 minutes? Yes. But he had really good, uh, really, really a good speech. Um, his induction was actually decent by Eric Bischoff, former president of WCW and former personality for WWE. Uh, really cool to see Eric Bischoff back. And um, Diamond Dallas Page told a lot of really good stories, told his best story about Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> I love Dusty Rhodes. That's a, that's a thing. If, if you ever talk about Dusty Rhodes, you have to do an impersonation. I will say, of the two people that I heard mentioned a lot last night, um, Ric Flair. Yes. Woo. Woo! That's right. <laughs> and um, Dusty Rhodes, who unfortunately passed away back in July of 2015. So, um, again, I, I think his speech was decent. Um, definitely showing his age, though. He's nearly 60. I think he's 60 this year, 60, 61. Definitely showing his age. But this is a guy that got into the business at 35 years old. So, pretty cool. And for anybody out there that didn't catch the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, I was not aware of this, but he drove the the Rhythm and Blues tag team to the ring in his pink Cadillac at WrestleMania 6. I didn't know that. And as he says, the car got the gig. Not me. <laughs> By the way, bro. <laughs> awesome. So that was a pretty cool induction, a little long, but not bad. Rock and Roll Express, eh, they were kind of before my time, but I mean, I'd, I'd heard of some of their work in the, in the AWA, NWA, and um, of course in independent work, but eh, it was okay. Uh, Beth Phoenix, the, the, best, the best part of the Beth Phoenix, that's a lot to say with, with Strongbow, Beth <laughs> Phoenix, the, the, the best part of the Beth Phoenix induction was the fact that her husband, Adam Copeland, also known as Edge, Got just as much kind of fanfare as she did, and Tony Chimmel announced him as the rated R superstar. That was <laughs> awesome. So that's kind of like, hold on a second, let me do this for you. <laughs> and he walked right out. Yes, he did. It was really cool. Tony Chimmel, aside from Howard Finkel, the Fink, one of the greatest ring announcers of all time. Uh, so that was pretty cool to see Beth Phoenix. Teddy Long, awesome. Best part, and Christina, you fell asleep. I was gone. That's right. But for anybody out there that's familiar with Teddy Long or Theodore Long's work, at the end of his induction, he basically, uh, first, at least he was considerate in his, in, his, in his induction speech. First thing he said was, now I'm not going to be long-winded. I know what time it is. <laughs> it was around 1030 Eastern at that time, even. And at the end of his speech, again, he gave his classic holla, holla, holla. But he is now a holla, holla, holla famer. <laughs> that's awesome. That was pretty cool. And then, of course, Kurt Angle. That's who everybody was there to see. It was very clear that everyone was there to see Kurt Angle get inducted into the Hall of Fame. And all, the cool part about that is he got his one more match chant immediately, to which his response was, Hang on, guys. I just got here. Give me time. <laughs> he also just wrestled in What Culture Pro Wrestling against Alberto El Patron, also known as Alberto Del Rio, Back on February 12th. Oh, so that's who it was. I didn't know who it was against. Yeah, it was Alberto Del Rio. Oh, man. Also known as Alberto El Patron. You can check that match out on YouTube. It's actually pretty cool. I think it was 12 minutes. They told a really good story. Angle won. Um, pretty cool match. It was his last final match in the UK ever. 
So he's still at, what, 48 years old, I believe. Still doesn't look like his age at all. No, oh my gosh. He looks really good for his age. Even looking at the video package before his um, induction speech, it was really good. John Cena did the honors to induct him. It was pretty cool. Um, but again, I think that um, the, the event itself was a bit long. Four hours. The Warrior Award recipient, uh, pretty cool. Um, and I also like the Legacy Hall of Fame inductions as well. But at any rate, I think it was a really, really long Hall of Fame induction. Overly long. Yes, and I didn't see, and maybe I missed it, maybe I spaced out, but I didn't see a Celebrity Wing uh, entry uh, this year. I may have to go back and take a look if there was one. Again, if you're out there and you're listening to this, please do send an email to frugalsnobs at gmail.com to let me know. Uh, also, I may just go back on the network and check it out. So tonight we are going to go on and go ahead and enjoy NXT TakeOver Orlando. We'll be back again with part two of this unsanctioned detour podcast uh, with our review of NXT TakeOver. Looking forward to Ember Moon versus Asuka. Yes. And Bobby Roode versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes, those were the two main matches that we're interested in at least. Pretty much, yeah. I do want to see the revival and the Authors of Pain, though. I think that will be pretty good for the tag team titles. So... And, again, for tomorrow night, ugh, really long, WrestleMania 33, they're, they're saying it's going to be six hours. Two-hour pre-show, four-hour show? Yeah, but they're also putting some of the matches on the pre-show, too, which are, is going to be decent. I mean, Neville and Austin Aries is going to be good, so I'm looking forward to that. But what about the ladies? Not, not sure how it's going to work out. I mean, this whole six-pack challenge for the SmackDown women's title, from what I've heard, a little weird. Like I was telling you earlier, Christina, I think that what they should have done is done a six-woman tag team match, and then the winners of that match on the pre-show would have a triple threat at WrestleMania. Closer to the end, give them time to recovery. Yeah, give them middle card. Mid card, yeah. that way you have people... Again, it's a business, right? So you have you have the pop from the beginning of the event, and then you have a few matches, a few matches in the undercard. People get t- start to get tired. I do think that Goldberg and Lesnar will close out the show. Oh, yeah. Um, I do think Brock's going to win. So, um, again, I don't want to make too many predictions, but I, it's, it's pretty much a spoiler alert all over the internet. So Oh, uh, yeah. It makes sense uh, from a business perspective. Um, I, I do hope to see all the inductees uh, to the Hall of Fame at WrestleMania 33, including Mr. Kurt Angle, one of the greatest Olympic heroes of all time. And watch he tangles with Brock. Again. I hope I hope he gets punked out by somebody, because that sets up a really good SummerSlam run for him. At least to get a few matches under his belt, sign himself a Legends deal like Goldberg did, and you know really see how things work out. I'm also interested in seeing how Kevin Owens fares against Chris Jericho. My my theory there, my my prediction is Owens will go over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jericho has some, some tour dates with Fozzie that he wants to make as well. So, And I hope Goldberg makes the Hall of Fame next year. He might. I mean, given his contributions, age, etc., it would make logical sense. All right, folks, we're going to wrap up this part of this three-part uh, detour, unsanctioned episode of the Frostmouth Podcast. We'll be back with part two, so stay tuned. Hope everybody who is checking out the events this weekend, if you are a fan of pro wrestling or sports entertainment or whatever you call it, I still call it pro wrestling, not sports entertainment. It's no fun. Um, hope everybody checks out all the festivities. If you have the WWE Network, check out NXT TakeOver Orlando tonight. We'll be back with a review as part two of this episode rolls on. Stay tuned, everybody. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Frugal Snobs podcast, the award-winning on-demand audio experience that has never won an award, but that could all change. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music or check us out on Stitcher or TuneIn Radio. Find out more by visiting frugalsnobs.com. While you're there, be sure to help out the project by taking the Podtrack survey, directly donating via PayPal, or by doing your Amazon shopping through the Frugal Snobs associate link. 
We also invite you to follow us on Twitter at Frugal Snobs or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash frugal snobs. And now, on to the episode. Hey everybody, this is Justin from frugalsnobs.com. Welcome to part two of our Road to WrestleMania podcast. Brought Christina with me. Hello. So, as of part two, we have now viewed NXT TakeOver Orlando. Garbage. <laughs> so, alright everybody, today is the big day. WrestleMania. That's right. It is WrestleMania Sunday, Sunday, April 2nd. Yes. 2017. And actually, as we speak, of course, we're several hours before the actual pay-per-view extravaganza that will last, what, six hours? About, yeah. Uh, I just want to see some of the matches on the pre-show and the main card. But let's go ahead and talk about NXT TakeOver Orlando. You've already given your opinion. Garbage? That's an understatement. It was just a flat-out garbage. Spoiler alert, no title change. There were no title changes last night. Now, it was even so uneventful, I fell asleep. Yeah. During the pay-per-view. You actually watched the whole thing. Yeah. So, all right, let's go ahead and break down the card. So, let's see. Our first match, I think, of the evening, I think, was it um, Andrade Cien Almas versus... No. Well, who was it? It was the eight-man, or shall I say, six-man and two-woman tag team. Oh, the intergender tag team match with yes. Zandy and then others, like Ty Dillinger. And Ruby, uh, Ruby Riot. Right. And, um, let's see, who else? Uh, b- 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 Roderick Strong. Yes, I and... Believe. Cassius Ono. Yeah, I've seen his work. It's not too bad. He's done a lot of work on the independents. I think he had a couple matches with Bobby Roode as well. But what did you think of this match? Me? I mean... You like the fact that the chicks were attacking the guys? Yeah, so it's just low. It's low It's because the guys can't attack the women. That's right. That's right. So that's just low. It's it's, it's cheating. It's So we checked out the browser... The, the uh, Not browser. The Bleacher Report on this. And they gave the general pay-per-view matches anywhere between a C and an A. And an a. Yeah. I didn't think it was a very good match. No, it wasn't. All right, so next match, Aleister Black and Andrade Andrade. Cien Almas. Yes. That's a cool name. But anyway, Aleister Black wins. Yes. So I don't know really much about Aleister Black. I had to do some more research on him. I've seen him a few times but uh, from the independents, but nothing finite in NXT. So, yeah, okay. So It was a non-belt match. Yep, and Almas loses. Yeah, I mean, at the end he had, like, no... Offense? Defense whatsoever. He can like and he, no offense, right? Yeah, no offense overall, but no defense at the end. I mean, it was just like smack, smack, smack. <laughs> he just stood there taking a beating. Ugh. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It was a, a horrible. So that's the thing. I mean, the, the hard thing about the NXT pay per views is that I like the fact that they're pretty straightforward. I mean, they don't have promos of of any long nature in between or any performances or stuff. I mean, they're they're very straightforward. Um, and they're, what, five matches typically? About, yeah. They're two to two and a half hours. They're pretty straightforward. 30-minute pre-show. So they're pretty straightforward, but, I mean, they're only good if, if the matches are decent. Yeah. All right. So next match, after after that match, I believe was the tag team match. Yes. The, the, the uh, three-way elimination. Yes. Match uh, between the Revival, DIY, and the Authors of Pain. Yeah, as they say, AOP. Authors of Pain go over. Yes. All right, and this is the first time we've also seen the new tag belts. Yes, they, yeah. This, these are the first belts they were revealed because they do three new belts. Right, so they did new belts at least last night. Yes, pay per view, and you said they were silver and gold, so they were much prettier than the old yeah. belts. No, they, those were the only belt improvements that I saw. Yeah. So, um, again, Officer Payne go over over the revival. DIY gets eliminated. What first? Yes. Ugh, that's, that's kind of a, a letdown. But I mean, I, you knew the Officer Payne were going to go over. They're basically, and I don't know if you've ever seen this tag team, the Legion of Doom. They're Paul Ellering's remake, I think, of this tag team. Yes. So, uh, two big dudes, basically massive skyscraper guys that are over 600 pounds combined weight. So, yeah, it's a remake of, of one of those types of power tag teams. Um, 
So, I, I just don't think they're going to replace the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom. Those guys were awesome. Hawk and Animal were great. Spiked shoulder pads. How cool is that? Face paint. These guys come out with bulletproof vests on. Ugh. Yeah. Don't like it. Just don't like it. All right. Next up, Asuka and Ember Moon. You didn't like this match. No. Um, I'm sorry, but uh, Asuka cheated at the end because Ember was kicking her she tail. She slipped into the referee. I'll just say. I'll, no, she, she pushed slip. Slip. She, she pushed, pushed the referee. And even he looked at her like, what the heck are so, you doing? So he pushed... The referee into the ropes yeah, while she... Ember Moon was on the top rope, perched up to perform her finishing maneuver of the Eclipse. Yes. So Ember Moon falls, of course, loses her footing, and lands on her head. Yeah. Asuka pins her one, two, three. Basically. Then laughs. Yeah. And gets the new women's belt. Yes. Which, by the way, is a, I've lo- I saw I did wake up enough for this to see this <laughs> belt, and it seems like a massive belt. For it a is woman, for a woman's belt. Yeah, it's it's not proportional to what it should be for a woman. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it just it seemed like it was a, a big chunky belt yeah. that would be designed for a guy. And it looks to be the same size as the new championship belt. Yes. Speaking of which, Bobby Roode, as I predicted, goes over over Shinsuke Nakamura last night. And Shinsuke's knee is not fully healed up, even though they say it is. My assumption is they're going to take Nakamura to the main roster. I mean, I don't know why Roode even, even is going to stick around for much longer. I think he'll probably be debuted at SummerSlam. Yeah. Right, right I should say right after SummerSlam. Um, so that was interesting. And by the way, a little surprise... Drew McIntyre, also known as Drew Galloway, on the Independence, was also spotted in the crowd last night. Yes, and they had the camera on him, and he was dressed pretty nicely. Yeah, I think he's either going to probably go to NXT, or he may go back to the main roster at WWE. I don't see why he wouldn't. I mean, he was Vince McMahon's, you know, golden pick when he was introduced in WWE as Drew McIntyre from Ayers, Scotland, originally, supposedly. At least his build, uh, build hometown is Ayers, Scotland. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with him if he goes to NXT, or if he goes to the main roster. So overall, in terms of a snob rating, what would you give this pay-per-view? 2.5. 2.5 out of 5 stars? Yeah. All right, folks, we're going to wrap this up, and it is the big day, so we will be catching both parts of the pre-show as well as the main event of WrestleMania tonight. So just a few predictions. I do think that Austin Aries will beat Neville in the pre-show. Yes. I think Naomi's going to take the women's belt in Orlando in her hometown. Um, I do think some of your major matches of the night, I, I do think Bill Goldberg will lose to Brock Lesnar tonight. Um, it's time for him to probably go away for a while. And I think he'll make the Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame next, next year. year. Yeah, probably. Uh, makes sense. Plus, he's getting up there in age. So, um, I think that'll be interesting. I think that Randy Orton will beat Bray Wyatt Yes. Uh, tonight. I think I, I don't know about Shane and AJ, but we'll see what happens with that. And I do think that Kevin Owens will beat Chris Jericho for the U.S. belt. And, um, you know, what can I say? Hopefully, it'll be an interesting pay-per-view. I'm hoping it's not going to be too much overkill. Um, I will say, though, that I also look at this to be interesting because of some of the entrances they do, and supposedly the ramp is like 200 yards. Wow. It's a long ramp to get to the ring, supposedly. Um, and I don't think it's really that long. I mean, come on, two football fields? Uh, to get to the ring, no. I, I think that you're looking at more like 200 feet yeah. uh, to get to the ring. So At most, 100 yards. Yeah, one football field. One football field to walk to the ring. But that's always have, they always have a long ramp. They always have good entrances and stuff. Um, so we'll see what happens tonight. Anyway, folks, stay tuned for the third segment of this podcast where we actually break down WrestleMania 33 from Orlando, Florida. Until then, stay tuned, be well, never be retail, and stay tuned for, for this third segment. Hey, everybody, this is Justin from FibbleSnobs.com, and today is Monday, April 3rd, 2017. It's a sad day. Yes. It's the day after WrestleMania and The Undertaker's retirement. We'll talk more about that, but... We did catch the pay-per-view last night. Yes. That was long. All of it. It Most was long. Of it. 
You know, they went an hour over. Yes. It was supposed to be done at 11 o'clock. According to the WWE Network, 11 o'clock Eastern was the, was the restart of the replay. And at 12.11... Yeah, it was finally over. But we'll get to that in a bit. So, two-hour pre-show. We only caught part of it. Uh, we started it at the point midway through the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And Rob Gronkowski made a special guest appearance. Yes. Taking care of a few folks for the winner, Mojo Raleigh. Good for him. Yes. For Mojo Raleigh. And... Like you said, he had his Maryland tights on. Yes. Had Maryland flags on him? On the side. Nice. White with Maryland flag on, uh, on the side. Sweet. Prince flag in the unit. God, country. <laughs> anyway, so Mojo Raleigh wins the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, unfortunately, we didn't see it, but Neville defeated Austin Aries. Yes. That's a letdown. Yes. And, of course, uh, Dean Ambrose defeated Baron Corbin to yes. retain his Intercontinental title, which... By the way, you, you were reading the Bleacher Report, and it was a D-minus match. Yeah. It, it, eh, eh. it could have been better. Yep. And by the way, pardon the background noise, folks. We're sitting here in the studio with the window open uh, on the morning of April 3rd. So we're enjoying some of the, the warmer-than-average weather in the morning. Have a cup of coffee here. Christine's having an energy drink. Out of a chalice. Out of a chalice. <laughs> an energy drink. So we took the day off today as the day after WrestleMania on purpose. Um, we caught WrestleMania 32 last year, and we're really dragging the day after. Yeah. And... Given that it, it ended after midnight, Eastern time, I'm so glad we took the day off. Less than four hours of sleep and going to work? No, thank you. No, no. So we would rather just take the day off and chillax. Yeah. And get caught up on some stuff. So let's go ahead and get into the main card. Um, first, I wanted to talk about uh, the Pitbull performance. Uh, it was Green pitiful. Light. It was pitiful. Right. That was a good one. <laughs> that was good. Pit, Pitbull was pitiful. Yes. Um, and again, it was later in the card, um, but... It seemed like it was a voiceover. Yeah, and they were actually covering up because of what happened with the prior match, which we'll get to later. Yeah, so really odd performance. I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah, um, you geeked out over some of the AV stuff going on with like the light boards and things like that. But that's my industry. But it was cool though. A lot of cool I mean, stuff. They, they probably had at least one ascender going just to get the catwalk for the ramp. That ramp was a long ramp. Like I said yesterday on the, on the segment that we did for NXT. Um, I think I'm exaggerating, of course, of 200 yards. But I, that thing had to be at least 80 feet. They said 85. 85 feet? Yeah, it was It was a long, long... And it was wide. Yeah, it was a long ramp. Well, it was wide if you get a trike on it. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, so, teasers, let's go ahead and get into the, to the main card itself. Uh, WrestleMania um, starts off, I, I believe, um, first match. Um, I'm trying to think back. Who was, who was in the first match? Any an idea? It was... Oh, I'm trying to think, too, because... It ended, the the pre-show ended with Baron Corbin and Dean Ambrose. Oh, it was Shane McMahon and AJ Styles. Yeah, they kicked it off. They kicked off the show, and I can't believe I forgot that, given that like, it was a long night. Yes. But, but, I mean, that was a good match. It was. The shooting star press from Shane McMahon was awesome. Landed right on his head. <laughs> he Brock Lesnar that. You know, basically, ergo Kurt Angle, WrestleMania 19. But, go back and watch it, folks, YouTube it. You'll see Brock Lesnar do a top rope. Or the network. Or the network. You are a stockholder. You, you will you will see you will see him do a perform a shooting star press fully vertical and land directly on his, his head and neck if you watch the match with Kurt Angle at WrestleMania nineteen. Um, so Shane performed a similar maneuver last night. Um, unfortunately though for Shane, AJ Styles goes over. Yes. So it was a good match. It went long though, twenty, twenty five minutes? Twenty five, I timed it. Pretty long. It was a long for first match? Well, that and it's an undercard match. It just, it just didn't make sense. It don't make no sense. No, no. So, next match on the card, I believe, uh, was Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens. Yes. And um, I was expecting Owens to win. Yeah, that was that was kind of like a 
total takeaway, especially with him and his band wanting to go on tour. Him being Jericho, that yes. is. Yes. See, dude, you, whenever you say stuff, sometimes I have to remind you, you have to, like, give more context. Sorry. Like, him and his band, like, who is him? Remember, you're dealing with two hymns here, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. True. So, yeah, you gotta, you gotta give a little more detail. <laughs> True. Long night. Yeah, it was a long night. Um, okay, so, um... Let's go skip forward to some of the other matches that, that we checked out. I was surprised at Bailey retaining the women's title. Yeah. For Raw. Um, all the predictions were that she was actually going to lose to Sasha Banks via heel turn. Yeah, well, look how they had to eliminate Nia. Yeah, but there was three of them, though. Yeah. That had to do it. But here's the thing. I, don't, I find it weird. Why did Sasha Banks get to come out in an old car? A classic car. What was so cool about that? Why? why what was the... I don't see a connection. Like, I didn't... No storyline arc. No... I don't understand it. Like, what was the connection? I mean, I guess it was cool, I guess? I mean, Maybe? that's the only thing that I can really <clears throat> say about it. it. Yeah. It, it just wasn't... I don't know what the whole connection was. I mean, maybe because, I mean... Maybe she, she has a need, though, for, like, classic entrances. I mean, she got the car last night. She got Snoop Dogg last year. Yeah. That's her cousin. It's like, what? why? I mean, Bailey had a regular entrance. Nia Jax, regular entrance. Charlotte, regular entrance. Yeah. Um... So that was odd. Bailey does retain. I was surprised yes. at that. So I'm wondering where they're going to go with that. Um, mixed tag match, John Cena and Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. And as I thought, John Cena proposes to Nikki Bella after. Oh, yeah. That was, that was really predictable. Yeah. I mean, you have these, this, this, what, three, four weeks of he'll never marry you stuff and all the Total Bella spoof stuff. And yeah, it was, it was totally predicted. Oh, yeah. They were hinting that it was going to happen. I mean, you could you could all see it. I mean, Christina pointed out they hugged their parents basically. Oh yeah, right before the match. Yeah. So whoa, why are my parents here? Well, that's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like John Cena's parents have never have been at very few WrestleMania matches, and he's been in far higher profile main event matches at WrestleMania, and they weren't there. Now suddenly, magically, their parents are there the night before. Hmm. I wonder. Oh yeah, that's ridiculous. So that was pretty predictable. <clears throat> yeah. So congratulations to John Cena and Nikki Bella. Yes. And then we had the Fatal 4-Way Ladder Match. Yes, for the tag titles. Yes, that was good. Now, it was deceptive, though. Now, we've heard the Hardy Boys might be returning. That was one of the spoofs that I think you provided. Yes, when I was reading the rumor report. On the spoilers, right? And yeah. I thought, nah, no way. They just signed with Ring of Honor or they're doing more independent stuff. No, they showed up last night and I thought, okay, if they show up, they're not going to win it. They won it. Yes. So the Hardy Boys, Broken Matt Hardy and Jeff are now, or Brother Nero, as he's known by Matt Hardy. And by the way, Nero is Jeff's middle name. Ah. His actual middle name is Jeffrey Nero Hardy. Yes. Interesting. So, Brother Nero and Broken Matt Hardy. Um, basically, now apparently back in WWE and hold the tag team titles. And the cool part is when the New Day came out, as they were the hosts of WrestleMania 33, they came out right before the match was to start, and they basically said, it's going to be a fatal four-way, and you thought they were going to be in the match because they were in ring gear. Yeah. And then that's when the Hardy music hits and the biggest pop of the night. You couldn't even hear it. It was so loud in that, in that arena. So Citrus Bowl was rocking for the Hardy Boys, who won. Good for them. <clears throat> Excuse me. I will say that I do still think the Triple H entrance was cool on the trike. And that's actually the next match. With the police escort? Six police? That was awesome! Sirens and yeah! lights and... That was awesome. Although, I, I, like I said, I think it would have been better as a motorcycle. But I think having Stephanie on the back, I don't think he trusted himself to hold up two people and go down the ramp. Rather be safe than sorry. <clears throat> yeah, and a motorcycle with a sidecar doesn't look as macho. Yeah. So he had a trike. But it's basically a three-wheeler. 
Yeah. A giant three-wheeler with his leather. Yes. <clears throat> you have sunglasses? No. No sunglasses? It was already dark. What? Got a headlight? Yes. Headlight on? No, because of all the lighting. Why not? That's the whole point. It's dark. you got to have lights on your motorcycle. That's the cool part. And I should do all this choreography for WWE. And then they went over the, after they came down, all the, the, uh, uh, the police included circled the ring. Yeah, and then drove away. Yeah. Why do you need six officers? I have no idea. Because those same cops were the ones that escorted Goldberg to the ring later. But anyway, <clears throat> so six, and a police escort of six motorcycle cops. Yes. A trike. Yes. Seth Rollins comes out with a torch and lights up the uh, ramp with fire. Yeah. That was kind of cool. It was only digital fire. It was really nothing, eh, nothing real spectacular. kind of cool, though. Oh, yeah. Kind of kind of, kind of lame, but kind of cool. So, comes out, match happens, uh, end of the match, Triple H pushes Stephanie McMahon through a table. On an accident? Allowing uh, Seth Rollins, no, it was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> um, allowing Seth Rollins to get a pedigree and the win. Um, it was predicted, Seth would win. So, I mean, it, I, I think it was an okay match. I mean, I know people say, oh, it was an A match. Of course it is, because Triple H is in it, and he's married to McMahon's. Yeah. So he, all of his matches are going to be A matches. Uh, yeah. And his entrances all have to be cool. Yeah. They always, he always has to have a cool entrance. The only thing missing, in my opinion, was that skull crown thing that he wears with the shoulder pads. Yeah. That If he would have had that coming down on the bike, that would have been a little cooler. That's weird, though. You're not... What? What? What do you mean skull crown thing? I don't get it. Oh, you haven't seen it, maybe. Is it a crown? Yeah, it has a crown belt on it. It has, like, a skull front that he puts over his face. Oh. And then he has these big-ass... Shoulder pads? Yes. Oh, like, yes. Like, metal. Yes, I've seen this. It's, like, almost like a warrior... Yes. ...helmet with... Yeah. yeah, yeah that would have been cooler. Yeah. He wore, his, he wore a Terminator mask one year against Sting. The Terminator head? Yes. He wore that also one year against Sting. Um... Which was a little bit weird. And he had these digital, like, lift-up hydraulic shoulder pad things. It was, it was weird. It was just a weird entry thing. But interesting um, non-sanctioned match, which didn't really make sense to me. Because, I mean, there was a ref. Yeah. It's like, if it's non-sanctioned, why is there a ref? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it could have been better. Um, I think it did what it needed to do, but it could have been a lot better. I think it went longer than it should have, too. Yeah. All right, so... Let's go ahead and jump into some of the other matches. I was uh, going to say, this is when we bring up the Pitbull's pitiful performance. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> because I was kind of, like, covering up for Stephanie just, like, lying there. We gotta, we gotta get rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta clean her up. So they were hiding that fact? <clears throat> yeah, they gotta get At rid least of her. on the camera? <clears throat> yeah, but, I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, here's the thing. I mean, if you get put through a table in front of 75,240-some people, supposedly. 45. Okay, I was close. <laughs> 75,000. I told you, it was a long night. 75,245 people, um, which is, I think, 5,000 more than they expected. Uh, so, 2,000. Yeah, 5,000. More yeah. than they expected. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were expecting 70,000 people, and they got 75,000. I mean, smaller than WrestleMania 32, but I think WrestleMania 32 was too big. It was. Uh, and, and actually, the, the, the uh, Cowboy Stadium, or uh, Texas Stadium, wasn't even full. No, it wasn't. For, for WrestleMania 32. They struggled. They were still selling tickets at the door. Yeah. To get people in at discounts, just to get them to fill the arena that night. So, um, I think it was better to have a small arena. I think, I think the, 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 the uh, Texas Stadium was too big. It made it, it made it, makes for a better environment for the wrestlers. Yeah, I mean, when you have seven or over 100,000 people in an outdoor environment, just the echo, the acoustics are horrible. Exactly. Last night's was better. It was better. Um, but yes, the pitiful, pitiful performance that at least gave time to, to sweep up Stephanie. <laughs> 
to sweep up Stephanie uh, through that table. Uh, um, so let's go ahead and get into the, the actual title matches. So Next was Bray and Randy. Yeah, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton. I thought, I mean, obviously, Randy Orton was going to go over. He did, but it was a weird ending. I mean, it was anticlimactic. I think they were also starting to run on time. They were rushing. Yeah, I mean, some of these final matches were, like, much quicker than what they wanted. Yeah, because um, the previous ones were taking way too long. Yeah, I mean, they were an hour over. Yeah. An hour over. There were five hours of pure WrestleMania time last night. That was seven hours plus pre-show. Yeah. Seven hours. That's too much time. That's like a work day. Yeah. Of just That's... WrestleMania. Yes. Wow. It's ridiculous. Jeez. So, um... Definitely a bad match. I just can't... Yes. Um, the maggots and the worms, I didn't get that. It was just weird. It was like... I think it was like, you know, projected on the ring just to throw off Randy Orton to like look down and see the stuff and go, ugh. Pretty much. Or whatever. But they needed to make them smaller, more life-size, not these gigantic... Squirming maggots? Yes. And the worms? Yeah. They, they look too digital. Yeah. Like they, too cartoony. It, no, they look real. They, they look authentic, but it's the fact that they didn't do the image right. It was just... Like, <coughs> the worm was the size of your cup. Okay. It was just way too big. I just don't understand what they were for. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand what the correlation is. Maybe Sister Abigail, but I don't, I don't understand what they were trying to accomplish with it. I don't either. It just, it didn't make sense. Yeah, that was a little bit weird. But I do think it did throw Randy Orton off a little bit. The first one with the maggots. Yeah. Because kind of, he kind of jumped off the mat like, ugh, uh, what is this? But when he figured out they weren't real, he's like, ugh, okay. It's like, ugh, whatever. Eventually, he, um, I mean, he did get out of his element a little bit. He did eventually hit an RKO on Bray Wyatt, center ring, to, to win. But it seemed kind of anticlimactic. I mean, Bray had no, he didn't have his hands up, no real offense for it. Just kind of stood there and took it. They were probably just told to rush it and get it done. Yeah, I'm sure somebody was yelling at him from ringside. Probably. Probably, because like, they probably did the go-home thing, because they only had like 60 seconds. Because, I mean, these final matches, I mean, there were like four or five matches all within an hour. Yeah. They just went on the, I mean, half the matches were too long, half were too short. Yes. Um, the SmackDown Women's Championship, I'm very happy that Naomi won. In her hometown? Yes, I thought she would. Um, but that was a quick match, too. Five minutes. I mean, yeah. and like you said last night with the six-pack challenge, these women weren't making it down the ramp. No, and why the heck was James Ellsworth in the ring, like, hitting Becky? I don't understand. And then, you know, all the women came down, but Naomi got all the time. Yeah. She got all the time for her entrance, if you notice. Yes. So that, that was obviously engineered. Yes. And then, of course, Brock and, and Goldberg, that was expected. It was a short match, probably seven, eight minutes. Maybe seven, eight minutes. He only got, what, seven suplexes? No, ten suplexes. Ten German suplexes. And then, you know, of course, Lesnar got speared through the barricade. I mean, it, 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 was, it did what it needed to do. The jackhammer where um, Lesnar kicks out. I expected that. Um, but Brock Lesnar won F5, anticlimactic win. I mean, didn't need more than one. Which I thought was kind of uh, disappointing. I thought he would need at least two. Yeah. To at least put Goldberg away. But he did. Won the title. That was expected. Yeah. <clears throat> so he had a lot of title changes last night. Yeah. Um, and then the final match, uh, Roman Reigns, Undertaker. They had to move <clears throat> to the very end just because it was Undertaker's last match. I don't think anybody really knew. No. Um, I mean, I, I didn't read it online, did you? No. Didn't read any of the spoilers for it. Um, Roman... and, and Jim Ross provided commentary? Yes, he did. He kayfabed everybody. <laughs> I heard on the Ross report, which, by the way, I have the deepest condolences for Jim Ross due to his wife's death, uh, untimely death a couple of weeks ago. But I was—I heard on Jim Ross's podcast, the Ross report, this past week, that he was going to be in Orlando and watching WrestleMania from his his hotel room. Liar! He kayfabed everybody. 
So he came out to give commentary for this final match. Awesome. So, again, Roman Reigns finally goes over, uh, kicks out basically every finisher from The Undertaker. His triangle choke, his Hell's Gate choke, he, he makes it to the ropes. He uses the Tombstone Piledriver, which the Piledriver is basically a banned move now, but he got to use it once. Uh, Roman Reigns kicked out of that. He kicked out of a last ride powerbomb. I mean, it was, and, and I mean, to their taker's own credit, he got multiple Superman punches and like four or five spears. Yeah. And a bunch of chair shots, and he finally got beat. Finally got beat. Um, but 23 and 2. Yep. So after 25 years, uh, apparently the Undertaker is done. Yes. Um, so it's about time. It was, it was, it was a, it was a good ending. I mean, I don't think anybody ever, ever expected it. Now his, his, his leaving was like 20 minutes. Yeah. Because he actually took the time, took his gloves off one by one, folded them, tied them nice and neat, set them on the floor, and took his ran, jacket off. Yep. Took his jacket, folded it, set it on top of the gloves. And then finally placed his hat in the center of the ring. Yep. And then walked out. And then he walked out and disappeared. But, yeah, I mean, I I think it's sad. I mean, I think, I don't think anybody expected it. But I'm glad he went out on his own way, I think. But, I mean, man, I, I remember when he debuted. He was debuted with the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. He, he was this, ugh. He was massive. I mean, he... He's reinvented the character several times. And that's hard himself. to do. Yeah, over 25 years. Same guy. Um, he also was Mean Mike, not Mean Mike, Mean Mark Callis in uh, WCW, and then I think in USWA he was called The Punisher. But, yeah, he's, or, yes, I think he was The Punisher. Um, but that was years ago, I and mean, we're talking 80s, and so, in early 90s, so, um yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy that he was able to at least retire and be done. It's a long time. So, all right, we're going to wrap this up? Yeah. All right, folks, go ahead and wrap this up. We're going to get this podcast out the door today. Hope everybody enjoys it. I hope everybody also stays tuned for our episode during the week. We'll be dropping another episode of this podcast later this week as an actual official episode. So if everybody enjoyed it, be well, never pay retail. And we hope that you'll join us for the actual official episode of the podcast <laughs> this week. Look for that later this week. All right, take care, everybody.